one man faction it's time to do some pod this your boy connor appreciate y'all joining me again for another episode and we got a lot to get into so let's just get right into it the big news in wrestling obviously for this week is the roster cuts that have happened due to the COVID-19 outbreak. The coronavirus has cost a lot of good people some jobs. And a lot of good wrestlers are going to be out of work, mainly because that these promotions that are not big like WWE or AEW or TNA, they're not running shows right now. So, And who knows when they're going to start running shows again. So to break down this list, you probably already saw it, but I'm not going to go through all the names. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. A lot of wrestlers, a lot of backstage producers. And it's, it's just a sad thing that it had to come to this. Everyone says that, you know, WWE is just super, super talent loaded. And they have a lot of talent they don't know what to do with. So... This could be a blessing in disguise for a lot of people. I think Drake Maverick said it um, as he's one of the people who are getting released, which is a very surprising thing to me to see because he was just talking about how he was in the interim cruiserweight tournament. In his video, he said these next three matches are going to be the most important matches in my life. My thing is that um, when they broke down the rules of this tournament, they said there's eight people in the tournament. When they broke down the rules... Each person is going to fight everybody, basically. And whoever has the best record is going to win the tournament or some, something like that. So I thought he was had to fight literally everybody in the tournament. I mean, I guess not. So I don't know how that's going to go. Obviously, the revival kicked off the releases with uh, Scott and Dash getting their release. You can't say you're pretty shocked by that one. I think the writing on the wall was there for the revival. They were off TV for a little bit. They're getting buried a little bit. Once that happens, usually, you know, when you have a talent like The Revival, who are two-time NXT Tag Team Champions, two-time Raw Tag Team Champions, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, their credentials speak for themselves. And a lot of people thought they were the best tag team in the world at one point. And just to let those guys go or to let those guys, you know, job out to people, it's just one of those things that, you know, WWE just has so much talent they just don't know what to do with. Yeah, like I said, I just think it's a sad situation and all the whole thing that these these roster cuts, these releases had to happen. I think the biggest surprise to see on this list, probably the OC, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, because they were just had that spot in the Boneyard match with The Undertaker and AJ Styles at WrestleMania, had a pretty big role in that. And obviously we haven't seen AJ Styles since the match because, you know, kayfabe in a little bit. People probably think he's still in that ditch somewhere with his hand sticking up. And we get the news, Carl and Luke got released. So who knows what they're going to do. They may head back to New Japan. Maybe they'll pop up in AEW, hang out with the Young Bucks for a little bit. Leo Rush was the other one that shocked me because I I was a huge fan of Leo Rush coming in. When I first saw this guy in NXT, he, he really shocked me with what he can do. His ascension to the main roster was very quick. You know, he went from... NXT to 205 Live, had a good spot in 205 Live. They put him with Bobby Lashley, and obviously he was Bobby Lashley's mouthpiece, his hype man, as he called himself. And he, that was a good run for him. He you know him, Bobby Lashley, they ran with the Intercontinental Championship for a little bit, and then he just kind of fizzled out again. You know, I heard he got in a little bit of 
some backstage trouble. Who knows? I don't know what those rumors are true or not. He popped back up in NXT and won the Cruiserweight Championship. And I was very happy to see that because, like I said, I think that guy works hard. He's very talented. He could have been a future of the company. Who knows? You know, maybe when all this is over, they'll bring some guys back. I hope they do. Lou Gallows, Carl Anderson, Leo Rush, Rusev too. Rusev was a big one, but I feel like Rusev. There's a lot. Of, there's been a lot of talk of Rusev wanting his release from the WWE for a long time. You know, he finally got it. I don't know what this means for Lana. I don't know if Lana's on her way out too. It seems like they're about to break up Lana and Bobby Lashley. So we'll see where that storyline goes as well. EC3 is interesting. Like I said, he definitely got called up from NXT. Maybe not called up, but moved over to Raw from NXT very early. And he didn't really have a lot of steam behind him. He had a lot of hype coming back to the company in NXT. He was in that North American Championship ladder match. He had a good feud with the Velveteen Dream for a little bit. He had some good matches, and, you know, I I feel like his time in NXT was very short-lived, and they just called him up maybe because they felt like they needed bodies. They Maybe they felt like they needed a guy with main roster experience, so they just said, you know what, come on, Ethan Carter III, if that is your real name, I have no idea. So, yeah, EC3, gone again. He probably won't be back. You know, this is the second stint with the company, so this is probably it for him. Who else is on this list? Longtime referee Mike Kyoto. This is probably the guy I remember the most of my childhood. You know, what makes a good ref is when you realize they're not there. I really didn't realize Kyoto was there until the final three count. And so he was a he was a very good referee. Obviously, he was the chief ref, lead ref for a very long time. He's probably the one, he's probably the, the longest tenured ref in a very long time. He's been re- he's been refing for a very long time probably over 30 years so sad they had to let him go they let finley go who was a backstage producer hurricane helms backstage producer let him go kurt angle was doing some producing stuff i had no idea about that but they let him go this week too so it's just a very sad situation with all those guys they all got future endeavored and i really hope that they bounce back on their feet because any of these guys could you know be successful in anything they do so it just when stuff like this happens and you probably saw the outpour from the other superstars and you know how all the releases just sucked you know Seth Rollins said his heart was broken and it's, it's it's very unfortunate when somebody has to lose their job so I wish all those guys the best now with all that said this does not mean everybody's gonna go to AEW we gotta put all this to bed Chris Jericho even said it himself on the podcast when he was talking to Brody Lee or Luke Carper said we can't just sign everybody that just gets released by WWE. Only a certain amount of people and a select amount of people can come here. And he's absolutely right. Just because somebody gets released from WWE doesn't mean they should head over to AEW. The Revival, I believe the Revival should make that jump to AEW because them and the Young Bucks, whew, that would be some great tag team action right there, man. And they always had, they always had that internet beef going on, a little kayfabe beef. So I think it's time that they let that play out. And hopefully we'll see some good AEW action from those guys, man. Hopefully we will. But yeah, just because all these people got released, Eric Rowan, Sarah Logan, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Heath Slater, the last remaining member of the Nexus, Heath Slater. That means Nexus is officially dead. And don't tell me Daniel Bryan was in Nexus. You saying Daniel Bryan was in Nexus is like saying Booker T was in the NWO. He was in there for a hot minute. He was in there for a cup of coffee. I do not count him as a part of the Nexus. 
the clones finally got released. They can go wrestle bulls somewhere else now. Mike and Maria Canellas got released. That was a weird thing, too, because Mike asked for his release. Apparently, I thought they gave it to him, but he just popped back up on 205 Live, wrestled a little bit. Maybe it's one of those things where they just let his contract run out and they say, you might as well wrestle while your contract's running out. And that was the end of that. Eric Rowan, that was a shock to me. You know, they crushed that man's career like Drew McIntyre crushed his pet spider in that cage. Will he join Luke Harper in the Dark Order? I hope not. You know, I hope Rowan bounces back, does something else. Aiden English, he hasn't been wrestling for a long time. He's been announcing on 205 Live. So maybe him and Rusev can reform Rusev Day on the indies. A lot of long time people been out here, man. And these people do still have significant others that still wrestle for the company. You know, Sarah Logan, her husband, Eric from the Viking Raiders, he's still wrestling on Raw. Zack Ryder's fiance, Chelsea Green, she is still wrestling for NXT. And probably some more on here that I don't know. It's a sad situation that they're splitting up couples who, fortunately, with the busy schedule that performers have these days, are able to see each other as much as they can. Who knows what's going to happen? They may It may be a situation where people only see each other at home now, and that's it's very unfortunate. Real quick, before we focus on the in-ring action, I do want to talk about AEW possibly signing some of these guys who have been released from WWE. I don't know if that is a good idea. You look at the AEW roster right now, and you look at everybody that made their name in WWE and who are on there right now. Let's see. I'll name some. Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, Sean Spears, Ty Dillinger, Pac, Adrian Neville, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, of course, Jake Hager, Jack Swagger, Brody Lee, Luke Harper, Dustin Rhodes, Goldust, Matt Hardy. Even on the broadcast side, you got JR, Taz, Dasha, who was a backstage ring announcer for WWE, and Justin Roberts, who was a ring announcer for WWE. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a good idea to sign the revival. I think it is. I'm sure AEW doesn't care what people say. They keep signing all these people from WWE. They don't know how to build stars. They're not a big, big old giant company. WWE has a whole performance center. They used to have developmental territories back in the day just for this type of stuff. AEW just can't bring in a guy who retired from football and train them and then debut them on AEW. They don't have the means or the funds for that right now. They just started. We got to come some slack a little bit. I will say, though, I mean, it seems like Cody Rhodes versus Lance Archer is going to be the finals of this TNT championship tournament. If AEW wants to start establishing itself and building stars Sammy Guevara or Darby Allen needs to be the one to win this tournament and to be the first people to have this championship. And it's just that plain and simple. You got Lance Archer, who made his name in Japan, Cody Rose, who made his name in WWE. This will be a perfect opportunity to get a guy like Sammy Guevara or Darby Allen a chance to see if they have what it takes to carry a championship on a nationally televised wrestling program especially if these rumors are true that they're thinking about starting a second show i don't know if they're going to have a second championship but if on the second show the tnt championship the main title this is a great opportunity for these guys they're young they're going to be the future of the company too so that should be the outcome of this tournament 
But I'm sure it's going to head towards Cody Rhodes versus Lance Archer, which I'm fine with. You know, it is what it is. Lance Archer is a freaking monster. I'm not even going to lie. I've, I've never seen Lance Archer work until he got to AEW. Y'all might think I'm a mark, but <laughs> I, I, I don't just sit down and watch wrestling all day. I got stuff to do. Yeah, Lance Archer, man. He's awesome. I'm glad they put Jake Roberts with him, too. So let's talk about inside the ring stuff. Let's go over to Monday Night Raw. Seems like Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre are bound for a WWE Championship match. I think this feud could be a long-lasting feud. This feud may go all the way to SummerSlam. You have a cheap, you know, you may have faulty victories there. Drew McIntyre. Maybe get a roll-up win. Seth Rollins have Buddy Murphy to AOP interfering with their title match. Maybe it'll put the title on Seth for a little bit. Who knows? But I do see this feud going a long way. What I'm excited for for next week is Apollo Crews versus MVP. MVP is getting a chance to qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match. And I am so happy that Apollo Crews is finally getting some TV time. I've said it a lot to a couple of people I've talked to that I feel like they called Apollo Crews up way too early from NXT. He had so much to do. And if you watch the takeover where he, you know, they do the crowd shots where they show all the superstars that are, they just signed sitting in the crowd. He got a huge pop. He got a huge pop. People were excited. We were chanting, ooh-ha, ooh-ha. You know, his old name from the Indies, ooh-ha nation. People were excited for him. And then to see that it just kind of stalled out the way it did, and he didn't really have any memorable moments in NXT. And then for him just to get called up to Monday Night Raw. And I don't know how many times this man has been flip-flop from Raw to SmackDown, back over to Raw to SmackDown. If there was anybody, if there's one single person, if someone said, name somebody right now you want to see go back to NXT, it will be Apollo Crews. Dude has so much talent, untapped potential, untapped stuff that we have not even seen in WWE yet. I'm excited for Apollo. I, hope he, I really hope he qualifies if MVP qualifies, that would be great, too. I, I loved MVP. I loved VIP Lounge. That was my guy when I was growing up, man. I was I liked the bad guys. I'm not even going to lie to you. I liked the bad guys when I was growing up. I just always did. Randy Orton back in the day, whew, boy, what a bad guy. One thing I noticed, it was kind of subtle, but the Street Profits may be, may be turning heel. Who knows? If they don't beat the Viking Raiders... And it's a possibility they may, they may not. They may, they may do a little heel turn. I think Bianca Belair plants the seed when the Street Profits were joking around, talking about we have so much respect for the Viking Raiders. We think they're a great tag team. And Bianca Belair came in there like, uh-uh. How many times y'all beat the Viking Raiders? I think it planted a little seed in there. If the Street Profits lose to the Viking Raiders again, maybe they do an attack after the match. Who knows? It would be a definitely an interesting turn for them because I think they're very entertaining, two fun-loving guys. But if it happens, it happens. I'll be interested. I'll be into it. NXT looks like it was a pretty good episode. And I don't really get into these ratings because I don't really care because I like, I like both products. NXT beat AEW for the second week in a row in the ratings. AEW had a world championship match that was very advertised for over the past couple of weeks and somehow NXT still beat them in the ratings I don't know what's going on there but hey like I said I don't care but 
I don't know if this is a sign of things to come. Just want to throw that out there. You know, NXT did be AEW in the ratings for the second week in a row. We finally saw the debut of Killer Cross. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but I did see a boot. The foreground of the, the camera shot where Tommaso Ciampa was laid out uh, like a woman's boot. So I don't know if they're going to have Scarlet with him. You know, they are dating in real life. If they do put those two together, I think it'll be interesting to an interesting combination. I really hope they don't end up like the next Rusev and Lana because obviously they started off hot and then they kind of cooled off for a little bit. And now Lana's with Bobby Lashley, Kay Fabley. I mean, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens with that. Too soon to tell, but I'm I'm glad that they finally debuted Killer Cross. Matt Riddle got a new tag team partner. My boy Thatcher, man. I watched Thatcher for a little bit on the indies. Um, he's just like Pete Dunne. It'll be interesting to see what happens when all this stuff opens back up and Pete Dunn's able to travel. If they if they turn Timothy Thatcher Hill or they turn Pete Dunn Hill, we'll see. I mean, Pete Dunn did, did, did give Thatcher the cosign. So they must be on good terms, which is always good. And I don't know how this Cruiserweight Championship tournament is going to end up with an interim Cruiserweight Champion, but... If this thing ends up like the John Cena, CM Punk storyline where Punk walked out the company and then he came back with the WWE Championship and then both the guys had the WWE Championship, both guys, Jordan Devlin coming back and then whoever wins that tournament, they both come back with the Cruiserweight Championship and they're holding it up next to each other like they're both the rightful champion. That would be interesting to see. SmackDown, uh, I'm not even going to lie to you, it wasn't really that memorable to me. Braun Strowman came out celebrated his new universal championship and it looks like we're going to get the fiend versus braun Strowman in the near future i was hoping they would save this for maybe for SummerSlam, maybe even for a survivor series but seems like we're going back here right now and i really hope braun Strowman does not get the short end of the stick by losing to the fiend i just feel like it's his time now People have been waiting a long time for him to finally win the Universal Championship. He just won the Intercontinental Championship. Couldn't even defend it. Lost it right then and there. So I really hope they do my guy justice. But at the same time, I don't know how they're going to get away with this again. Because obviously the Fiend, he can't lose, right? He had that match with Rollins. And any doubt that the Fiend could lose a match just got thrown out the window he took like 67 curb stomps a chair shot to the head all that type of stuff he kept getting up and the match with Goldberg is just one spear jackhammer and that's it a bad jackhammer at that too so I really hope that they really don't do my guy dirty man I hope Braun Strowman has a very good and decently long and successful title reign Maybe when Roman Reigns comes back, Roman Reigns can turn heel finally. Because like I said last week, the story writes itself. You wouldn't have that title if I wouldn't have dropped out of the mania. But yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't see how WWE gets out of this without people being upset. I really don't. And that's the problem with that they did with The Fiend. The Fiend is a super special phenomenon. Sells a lot of merch. Kids love him. Seems unbeatable, except... To Goldberg, apparently, but the Fiend said it was a sacrifice he had to make to get to John Cena, which is whatever. But when there's a will, there's a way. I'm not going to give WWE no more slack about them 
not being able to make people happy because obviously what they did at WrestleMania 36, basically pulling a rabbit out of the hat, making lemons out of lemonade, making lemonade out of lemons. Yeah, making lemonade out of lemons. Them doing that with the Boneyard match, then the Firefly Funhouse match. I'm not giving them no more flack about them not being able to make something, something happen. So the only thing we can do is sit back and watch what they do with The Fiend. Now, before I get out of here, I do want to say congratulations to Roman Reigns. Him and his wife are expecting their second set of twins, which means after she gives birth, they will have five kids. You want to talk about having a lot of mouths to feed. The big dog is about to have a lot of mouths to feed. So congratulations to them. You know, I wish them all the happiness and success with all that. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure everything will be okay, you know. Roman will make something happen. You know, he's a good dad. Also, rest in peace to Howard Finkel. Obviously, he was a lot of people's voices of their childhood. When I got in in 05, I was listening to Tony Chimmel, Lillian Garcia. Howard Finkel set the tone on how to be a ring announcer. When I heard about WrestleMania 21, when he announced all the matches, that he it made them feel like bigger for some reason. I don't know why. So, rest in peace to one of the greatest to ever do it, Howard Finkel. That's going to be it for me. Once again, my name is Connor. Thank you for tuning in to the One Man Faction. Remember to follow us on Instagram at One Man Faction Pod. Twitter is One Man Faction Pod, except one is just the number one. So, the number one man faction pod. And we're also on Facebook at One Man Faction. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.